A very warm welcome, everybody, to the podcast Hearers of the Word, offered by Kieran O'Mahony. And today we have the fifth instalment on the Synod, focusing, as before, on the second reading, which on this Sunday is 1 Thessalonians 1, 6 to 10. Number one, the background. Well, the note for the previous Sunday will serve, so if you'd like to go back to that, you're very welcome. Number two, the reading itself comes from 1 Thessalonians 1, 6 to 10, in continuity with last Sunday's reading. So I'll read it. You observed the sort of life we lived when we were with you, which was for your instruction, and you were led to become imitators of us and of the Lord. And it was with the joy of the Holy Spirit that you took to the gospel, in spite of the great opposition all around you. This has made you the great example to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia, since it was from you that the word of the Lord started to spread, and not only throughout Macedonia and Achaia, for the news of your faith in God has spread everywhere. We do not need to tell other people about it. Other people tell us how we worked, how we started the work among you, how you broke with idolatry when you were converted to God and became servants of the real living God, and how you are now waiting for Jesus, his Son, whom he raised from the dead, to come from heaven to save us from the retribution which is coming. Paul has the nerve to say, you were led to become imitators of us and of the Lord in that order. This is not vanity. Paul knows that unless they see in his person the living gospel, his hearers will have no real experience to match the words of proclamation. In that sense, Paul has to be what he proclaimed, otherwise it would be mere words. This is true again today. All the ministers of the church, ordained and lay, must somehow embody the gospel. Paul reminds the Thessalonians that for all the later difficulties, they did actually come to gospel faith and experienced the joy of the Holy Spirit in spite of opposition. He goes on to flatter them a little. Their steadfast faith became known and even a source of encouragement to others in the immediate province of Macedonia and even as far as Achaia. In a sense, they themselves had become Christ-bearers such as Paul was. He then reminds them of their conviction experience. Through Paul's ministry, defended in 1 Thessalonians 2-3, they came to faith and abandoned what must have been Gentile idolatry and became servants, slaves of the living God. How to continue to be servants of the living God in love will be explored in 1 Thessalonians 4, 1-12. The question they sent in via Timothy regarding the dead at the end of time will be treated under, under the rubric of hope in 4, 13-5-11. Thus Paul keeps very close to their experience and their questions, while responding within his own framework of faith, hope and love. The fundamental Christian triad. We see here Paul, the pastor, who listens, who cares, who loves and who serves. Number three, the gospel. In our gospel today, we move to the question, which is the greatest commandment, answered by Jesus from the Torah in a very Jewish fashion. Nothing is more important than the command to love simply because God is love. This teaching is found in the Gospel, the letters of Paul, 
and in the first letter of John. Number four, inspiration from the synodal working document. This is paragraph 35. Conversation in the Spirit is part of a long tradition of ecclesial discernment, which has produced a plurality of methods and approaches. Its precise missionary value should be emphasised. This spiritual practice enables us to move from the I to the we. It does not lose sight of or erase the personal dimension of the I, but recognises it and inserts it into the community dimension. In this way, enabling participants to speak and listen becomes an expression of liturgy and prayer, within which the Lord makes himself present and draws us towards ever more authentic forms of communion and discernment. May it be so. Amen. Thank you very much for listening.